there, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Smashing Crossbar Podcast. I'm your host, Josh, joined in live in person by Ben. How are you, mate? Not too bad, my friend. The 6, a, the 6 a.m. red eye flight, always a special of mine. <laughs> Absolutely. You're getting up nice and early to come up here for the game tonight. Are you excited? Uh, quarter past five. Uh, quarter past Quarter to five this morning. Yeah, right. How's the coffee? On Jetstar? Rubbish. Seven eleven dollar coffee better than a Jetstar coffee? Hundred <laughs> percent. Very good. Uh, to everyone obviously watching this, it may be a little bit of static and a little bit of background noise. We are doing this one live, thanks to Julian from the KP Cafe. Uh, and we are joined by a special guest today, Tess Tamplin, who is back in Australia after a stint in Switzerland, uh, 12-month stint to be exact. Um, Tess, welcome. Hi, how you doing? Very good, very good. How have you been? You've been back, what, one or two months? A little longer, maybe. A little longer. Oh, no. Oh, four months? Four months, that long. Oh, yeah. Uh, been pretty, she's been pretty quiet on her Instagram, yeah. so... <laughs> been under the radar. <laughs> <laughs> been under the radar, look, yeah. Um, so, you spent 12 months thereabouts, near, near on, 12 months over in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. European football, taste of Champions League football. Yeah. 12-month contract instead of a yeah. six-month contract and part-time work. Um, what was it What was it like getting the call to go over there in the first place? It was super exciting. The whole process was kind of long, trying to find a team that would um, kind of take such a young player and in some respects unexperienced because I only had played for one team here. Um, so it was kind of a longish when I say long, I mean like maybe a month yep. of just like finding the right team for me, the right team for them, um, finding something that will help me grow and um, give me opportunities that I wouldn't have here. Um, but it was actually the morning after the awards night at Jets, I got the call up, which was just like, I found it so funny. And I was there on the phone and my manager was like, hey, Savette, they want you, they're sending the contract now, go home, read it, sign it, you're going in two weeks. And I was like, sorry? And he's like, yeah. Thanks for the option. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, two weeks in Switzerland. He's like, yep, books, like, if flight's already booked, let's go. And it was from there, it just like snowballed and it was just crazy trying to get everything sorted because COVID. So I had to do all of the bloody requirements for that. And then I had to organize my passport, passport, sorry, because that was expired. So much was just had to be crammed. But um, no, it was awesome and so glad I did it as well. Yeah, obviously massive experience, as you said, at a young age as well, um, over in Europe where, you know, let's be honest, where every footballer wants to be and, yeah. you know, sees themselves in their professional game. Um, what was the, let's take us to the first day, arriving at the club, going through, obviously I'm sure there was a medical and those sort of things as well. What was that like? I'm sure it's completely different to say, say coming to the Jets first day where everyone just rocks up, has a laugh and let's get into training. I'm sure the standard would be a lot different. Yeah, yes and no. Um, I got there two weeks to a week prior to when we actually started training because they wanted me to be fresh and ready for the first set, like first session. So they wanted me to climatize to the weather, to the time zone, um, familiar, familiarize myself with just like the new country, I guess. So I wasn't so like thrown in the deep end. They kind of wanted a warm up. But within those two weeks, I actually got to meet the whole team through the medicals. Um, I had to just go into the office, sign my contract officially um, because the digital one didn't, well, it worked, but they were like, oh, we want another one that's hard copy that, like, you sign in person. Well, they can take a photo of with you on the Yeah, yeah, literally. And I had to do the whole photo shoot thing with the shirt yeah, yeah. and all of that. So that was probably my first initial eye-opener into 
the club, which was, I was kind of starstruck because the office is right next to the big stadium. So I got, um, the manager came and picked me up from my little, ho- um, not hotel, apartment that I had. Um, came, picked me up from there, gave me a tour of the city, which was super cute. Yeah, and then we went to the stadium and then I got to go in the stadium, check that all out. And it's very similar to McDonald Jones Stadium, so it was not so much of a boom in the face. Um, but yeah, and then we just literally went straight from the stadium over this little bridge into the office, which I found so cool because our office is not near the stadium at all. Um, so yeah, we walked into the office and I met all of the important people, which was super intimidating. Um, and everyone was talking French and it was so overwhelming and I was like, oh my God. But yeah, and then I just did my medicals and I had medicals with the same time as the other girls. Um, so I got to meet all of them, but it was it was also real the whole first initial meeting of everyone because yeah. like it was just so different and like the way they interacted was different because it wasn't like a laugh as much. It was more like official. Yeah, I guess you could say. Um, <laughs> and then the initial team that I went into had a lot of girls that were there the season before, so there was only maybe four or five new girls, um, which is still a lot. But when you have a squad of like twenty six. 20 of the same girls that already know each other and you're coming into that environment. Um, it was still good. They were so welcoming from the initial part. But, um, yeah, it was a... from your point of view, it's looking at me. Yeah. Where the hell is this? But it was winter for them and so I was super tanned because it was summer for us. And, no, actually, no, that's false. It was vice versa. They were super tanned and I was white. But, like, I had... I kind of looked... In my appearance, I look European because I like look Spanish. People say I look Spanish or Italian. So they were like, where are you from? But then I gave up my Aussie accent and they were like, starstruck. <laughs> but, um, and then no one understood me for so long as well because I used to say things like, oh, hey, are you all right? And they were like, and I was like, hi, how are you going? <laughs> I suppose that's one of the big ones as well, the language barrier. You were saying they all spoke pretty much French. Yeah. So the language barrier completely different, very hard to get used to? Or? Yeah, I was very um, lucky because a lot of the girls did speak English um, because they have to learn it in school. So, yeah. Yeah. And then a lot of, like maybe a third of the team were actually still in high school and like not quite in the team but like involved in the whole yeah. system and they were really wanting to practice their English and so they spoke to me a lot, which was super nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all, all of the girls, not all, 70% of the girls spoke what I call broken English, yeah. where it's not like having a conversation like you and I, where it'd be like... Um, you can paste together a sentence. Yeah. That'd be like, uh, Tess, your day good, yeah? And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, it was good, how was yours? And they're like, oh, mine good too, yeah. kind of thing, you know what I mean? Um, but the main two languages that were spoken were also Spanish and French. So just from listening and hearing things, I picked up a lot of Spanish and French, which was super cool. But um, also kind of isolating because I didn't know what was going on half the time. Particularly at the beginning, I was like, what is going on? And no one... Just didn't play football. Yeah, but even at training, generally no one like would be like, oh, Tess, this is what we're doing. 
yeah. you just have to like yeah. just follow suit kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it's probably you're not at the head of the line when the drill starts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. I'd be like, I'd be at the front and I'd be like, someone else, come, yeah. please take this spot. I'll just follow you. Yeah. Um, but no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so for everyone at home who may not know exactly where the club is like, and what they sort of are in the Swiss, they're, they're one of the top clubs. Like, they play Champions League football. They, they've won a few titles, um, from what I've seen. Um, so it's definitely not a minnow side, you know what I mean? These no, guys are the real deal. It's not like you've sort of rocked up to a club that's sort of either struggling or on the decline, you know, heading towards the bottom. These guys, are definitely, they're definitely on the up and up. You've, you've made Champions League finals. No, I'm sorry, football, sorry. you made Champions League football. Yeah, we made round of 16, yeah, which is like a yeah. massive achievement for anyone that isn't like the big names like Chelsea, Arsenal, things like that. They kind of walk into it, but yeah. we really had to fight for it. And we got in and it was like the proudest moment for the club, both boys and girls, because yeah. none of us had ever made that before. So it was a big yeah. moment. So you would have gone to play against Sam Kerr? I did. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we played. Oh, it was pretty crazy. I remember being on the field and I was, I think, playing as a defender and she was obviously in the night. That was from the, like, do you know when you set up before the whistle blows? Yeah. I was just looking at it like, oh my God. <laughs> and then I was trying to, I was saying this to someone actually the other day. I was trying to like let her know that I was Australian. Yeah. So to people on the field, I'd be like, oi, oi, oi. <laughs> so she could hear it and then like connect the dots. Yeah. But I, I don't think she connected the dots, which is fine. But I was, yeah. <laughs> she was going to say, she's um, pretty much just head down. Yeah. <laughs> everything's, everything. the so. coach is talking to him and listen to him. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's my way, I'm just doing it and get off the field. But yeah, again, like 12 months even, massive achievement. You know, how many Aussie females footballers have we got over in Europe? You know, there's not many. Mm. You know, to be one of the select few. At that um, point, there wasn't many now. There's a few that have gone overseas now, but at the time, yeah. um, there wasn't a great deal. So to be one of the select few um, over there, you know, would it's massive for us as a country. Um, the World Cup next year as well happening is, you know, got to be a massive achievement for you, and it helps. It's got to help you get recognised by the Australian coaching staff and everything else. What's um, what, what, what's what's next? I suppose you you come home as you said. The contract's sort of finished. Um, you didn't renew. You're saying you're a bit, a bit homesick and just wanted to get home, see family and friends, yeah. which is understandable. Let's be honest. It's um, as, as you said, especially through the pandemic. Through the pandemic, the war started and everything else. You were still sort of there at that time, and um, yeah, it's. Do I come home? Do I do I risk it? Do I yeah. bottle all my feelings up and go? I want to come home, but this is where you know where I should be. Yeah. Um, what's next now that you've come home? What are you? What are your plans? I. This is not the answer everyone wants to hear, but it's the only one I have. I am so unsure of what's next because I playing overseas was an incredible opportunity. Um, I enjoyed it heaps. I got so many new friends, so many new experiences, and I got to learn a lot, which was awesome. But because I missed home so much, I'm not sure if I'm ready to deep dive back into that or if I need to spend time here or what my next move is. Um, but for right now, and when I say right now, I mean like the next six months to the year, um, I'm hoping to play in Australia, um, potentially get an opportunity in the World Cup, but like you never know, like it's always out of my hands. I just put everything on the field and leave it up to whoever's watching to make that decision. Um, but yeah, for the next six months is definitely to 
jump into the W League, or sorry, I should say A League now, A League Women's. A League Women's? Yeah. A League's Women's. A League's. So awful and different, but yeah. So yeah. you talk six months. Um, when, obviously, when you're, you're uncontracted, um, yeah. when, for, from obviously the fans, because even the fans, obviously, of the games, Australian games, don't really know the women's game that well. They know they're on short contracts and everything else. So it will be safe to say that you probably won't get looked at by an A-League club until what, August, Six September? Six to eight weeks out. Um, yes and no. Sort of, they sort of start recruiting now. Yeah, they've started yeah. kind of recruiting now. I've put out some olive branches, I guess you could say, yeah. to get some feelers into some other teams and just see what's out there. Um, but nothing secure yet. But yeah. I guess also my circumstances are very different to others. As you mentioned before, I'm kind of still tied in my contract. Um, so I can't make any confirmed decision until I've sorted that out on my side. But definitely for other girls and even myself, um, the communication has started now. Um, yeah. I think a lot of teams are holding back the announcements because it kind of is the boys' time to shine at the yeah. moment because they yeah. do start earlier than us. Yeah. And then in the next, as you may have said, four to six weeks, then they will start announcing yeah, okay, cool. the girls. Yeah, I suppose that's because we... Yeah, we've spoken to a few of the Jets girls in the past and so forth. And as you said, the training really starts three to four weeks out. It's not yeah. a long pre-season no. for a lot of boys get. So my understanding, obviously, was you just don't really get sort of looked at for a while. But it's good, though, that the clubs are lock, locking in. Yeah. You, know, you might not be training with the girls yet, but at least you guys know where you are. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You're not sitting there six weeks out going, Jesus Christ, am I going to be in Melbourne? Am I going to be in Adelaide? Am I going to be here? Where am I? Yeah. You know what I mean? Obviously, the idea for us is we want you here in Newcastle, playing for the Jets, hometown, happy days. But at the end of the day, these guys are just so unsure. <laughs> you don't really know when you've got to take what you can, I guess. So. Yeah. Unfortunately for some girls, it is sometimes. I think one of the girls was telling me two or three weeks, maybe less, they got the call up that they were getting signed to the Jets before preseason, and so they kind of had to, like, get their stuff together and, like, find an apartment and crap like that because sorry, and stuff like that because they weren't from Newcastle. Um, but then... There's also a lot of girls, particularly the overseas girls or the girls that the club is super interested in, get a lot more time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It just, yeah, it depends on, I guess, every I individual. You, you said, I suppose, with your two weeks' notice of getting over to Switzerland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, just sign the contract, you leave in two weeks. <laughs> We've already booked your flight. <laughs> yeah. I think I haven't signed the contract yet. I know. <laughs> Do I get any choice in this? <laughs> yeah, well, I was about to say, what happens if I'm not happy with the contract? So you, you say you've bought the flight, but I'm not getting on it. <laughs> I'm not happy with it. Um, but So what in comparison, I suppose, to go back to the, the standard of football compared to Australia to Europe, what was, what was training like? Was it sort of the same or was it a lot more intense? Mm, it was. I suppose it would have been more frequent. It was more frequent. Um, it, it was interesting in Switzerland because here in Australia, everyone's on the same contract. You have a professional contract that everyone signs, or you have a scholarship contract, which is for the younger girls, but they still train the same amount of time and still treated the exact same as every other person, right? Yeah. But in Switzerland, not so much in our team, but like the lower teams particularly, but this also flooded into our team as well. There's two contracts. They have a semi-professional contract and a professional contract. Um, so we had, I think, 
nine to ten girls on a semi-professional contract and they were treated vastly different to the professional girls. So the professional girls, which I was a part of and a lot of the internationals were a part of, um, weren't particularly allowed to work another job because we trained twice a day. So we'd have to come in in the morning and do a gym session or a tactical session or a video session or something along those lines and then in the afternoon we'd just spin field session and things like that. Um, there would also be the occasional middle session where it would be conditioning as well. Um, but that would generally not be like a middle session. It would be like, usually we start at six, but today we're starting at three because we're going to run after training um, kind of thing. But those girls that were on the semi-professional contract weren't required to do the conditioning or the gym or the video or the tactical. They just had to come for the field session. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of very different to what we have here. Um, but, yeah, it was... It was a lot doing that much training and having that much involved in like the football game because it's quite quite different to what we have here. We generally train once a once a day. Yeah, um, we have one to two days off and we do the occasional gym session maybe once or twice a week. There, it was like everyday gym, everyday training, twice a week conditioning. Yep. at the field or at the venue eight hours for the day which was a lot <laughs> yeah that's, that's, a, that's a lot you think about it now I'm lucky to get through two hours of training once a week <laughs> I'm retired because my body can't do it anymore <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're a lot older than this though, so there's plenty, plenty of years yeah. left in early to be um, so we've spoken about you know the difference in obviously training you know you're sort of in limbo at the moment between clubs um, obviously looking to find a contract so you know all the A-leagues women's sides out there hurry up get a flood of throat that's so wrong it just sounds a bit sounded weird when I said it then I said it and she just it's the W-league it's original it's standard um, it works it works absolutely so you're talking about so obviously you'd be trained on your own somewhat you're not affiliated with any clubs or anything like that so you're pretty much just training on your own not completely on my own I've been training with the uh, 15s to 18s depending on the day boys I've just the Jets because it's yeah. home um, and I know everyone through the system so it's been really easy yeah. um, that's been really good we're also doing um, a kind of what do we call it trials I guess for W League where we're bringing a whole bunch of girls particularly the younger girls from the academy which I think is a great opportunity for them all live together um, once every couple of weeks to just see what's out there see them in like a game sort of standard um, and yeah so that's being ran at the same time as well so I do that with the Jets whenever they do that. Yeah. Let's be honest, all the girls coming in, you know, now looking at an international footballer, they'll be starstruck and... Oh, no, not at all. Everyone 15, was just 16, like, everybody. oh, damn it, Tessa's back off. <laughs> 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 all right, maybe Gary Van Eek while they're looking at starstruck. Oh, look, you guys are Jets' grand final winning coach and Australian <laughs> inter, you know, international coaches and everything else. He's a superstar, so it's good to have him back at the club, um, mm. even if it is through, what, his 500th stint at the club. We're about four. Yeah, it's four, yeah. He's just one of those ones that just sort of goes and comes back and goes and comes back. And <laughs> he's like he's, a river. I suppose that's what happens. He lives in, lives in Newcastle. But he's so. always here when Emily's not. He that. It's probably a good thing. Everybody's going to go and thank God for that. <laughs> we'll get you back for a couple of weeks and nah, it's all good. We'll go elsewhere. I don't want to be anywhere near That's the one time where you turn around and go, nah, you can't afford me. Oh. <laughs> Ouch. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, anything else then before we let Tess go? Obviously, 
Well, you believe 4 a.m. finish at door would work, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> bit, of, bit of 4 a.m. finishes, bit of splendour in the mud, and the last couple of weeks, anyone on her Instagram watching her out there. That, that would have that been interesting. How was everyone at Splendour? Everyone was uh, drunk. Muddy? <laughs> <laughs> nah, it was good. It was good, actually. Everyone took it very well, particularly with the first day being called off. Yeah. Um, I was behind the bar, and lots of people were flooding their anger with alcohol, um, <laughs> but in the best way possible, not aggressive, just being like, oh, let's just make the most of the day. Yeah. Um, so, bar sales went through the roof that day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say. You Doesn't have to do with drink. Imagine <laughs> rocking up, walking up to the bar after about your tenth tin, and then, yeah, we're, we're sold out, mate. <laughs> so I couldn't imagine like, that going down too well. But again, if somebody like me or Dylan Watkins, if we were there, it would be ten drinks in... I could have sworn Tessa Tatler just said <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw so many people from Newcastle, and I was like, don't recognise me, don't recognise me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Nah, too easy. Um, what was I going to say before we wrap it up? So, is the plan to stay, would you like to stay at the Jets, or are you possibly looking at branching out? Um, ideally, I would love to stay at the Jets for the reasons of why I came home initially from Switzerland was to be with my family. Um, so to take off to, I don't know, Perth, Adelaide, Melbourne, even Sydney, it's a distance from my family and my friends again, which is like, it's different because that's Aussie culture and Aussie people and I know a lot of the girls that are from other teams, so it's completely different to taking off to another country. Um, however... I would, yeah, ideally love to stay in Newcastle. I love Newcastle. Yeah, I love... Why wouldn't you want to go? Yeah. Like, but I don't the... know, I'm coming here. <laughs> you should move here, man. <laughs> I've tried. Oh, yeah, there's a job in the... Um, I've tried. I've tried. It's you know. Nah, Newcastle's great. I love Newcastle. Yeah, that's good. Not that's even good. just a football, like Newcastle itself. Yeah, it would have been, right. been completely different over in Switzerland. Cold... Cold freezing. Although he's been bloody cold lately as well. Yeah. I was like, not happy about it. No, I live 14 degrees and sunny in Melbourne as well. That's so what it was in Melbourne? Yeah. Maybe I should move to Melbourne. Top of 18, <laughs> <I'm just joking. laughs> They're going to top the 18. Top of 18. Top of 18. You take that in Melbourne, it's, it's warm. It's summer and winter over there. And yeah, but by 3 o'clock it'll be pissing and raining. <laughs> very good. Well, we're going to wrap it up there. Um, I said once again, thank you very much for coming in. Thanks for having me. I hope your coffee wasn't too bad. Um, that was good, very Jill, good. Thanks. Julian does a good coffee. Julian does a good coffee, usually. Um, yeah, thanks to Katie, obviously, for looking after us as well, getting us a spot in the back booth and Team Jets on the, Team on the Jets reserve on thing. The That's a bit cute. Um, but yeah, honestly, hopefully we'll get a few more of these in when you're in Jets colours. Sure. <laughs> Come October, maybe. Um, but yeah, other than that, enjoy the off-season. Thanks. Keep enjoy fit. Your time. And I'll try. Hopefully we'll see the big Jets shirt signed up and um, <laughs> sooner rather than later. Hopefully, we'll or see. she's back. Or welcome home. <laughs> oh, on the Jets page, the big yeah. like, guess who's back? Guess who's back, <laughs> 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 um, other than that, go to the Jets tonight. Obviously, Jets play Adelaide tonight. This won't be out in time for that game, but uh, we'll be at the Australian Cup. See, even that's changed. We've got FA Cup now, we're in the Australian Cup. Just, I what does he have to up. change? Um, good luck to the Jets. A few new signings in there. Brendan O'Neill's in there. I don't know if the other boys from New Zealand will be fitting up the team. Gary. Yep. Another one there from the Lewis and Three. I think we picked up a bit, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, whoever the other one was, good luck. Uh, oh, <laughs> <by> the <team>. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so a lot of new faces have come in. We haven't really let go of anyone. Uh, 
major concern. Obviously, I was still that fullback. Yeah, Reeves is good. That's a bit upsetting. That upset me a lot. I think he should have played another season. But anyway, that's not him the other day. We're not, we're, not, we're not part of the club. We're not professional enough to be part of the club. So, so what Laurie did offer you a contract. He did offer me a contract. Did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was um, very... It was a piss take. No, it wasn't. Well, it wasn't a piss take, but it was uh, like just doing this sort of stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? Like just... With, yes, we're, we're definitely you no professionals. Man. You were the transfer man. The transfer man originally, yeah. I called the transfers. But obviously, oh. you know, we're, we're definitely no professionals or anything like that. We're just trying to get down to training and just get a two-minute, yeah. you know, what, are you, oh, what, what yeah. he's been up to and how's training been, you know, how he's looking shaping yeah. up for the, the game ahead. Those sort of quick interviews and that just because, you know, our opinion, not obviously yeah. anyone else's, we just sort of found that we're into the Jets asking, or even if any club, so it's someone asking for... You know, I oh, quick chat with Brendan O'Neill or whoever, oh, yeah, new, yeah. Uh, new signing, and we're three or four weeks ahead of MBN. You know, and they can't do anything yeah. until MBN yeah. sort of get their scoop stuff together. Oh. So it's like we've done the legwork. All we have to do is to get the yes. <laughs> we've done everything we need. We just need you to go. Sure, you can. You can have five minutes, but obviously. But, yeah, there's, a, there's a contract I'm guessing in with the Jets and oh, we, we find it easier to get interviews from players from other clubs than what we do our own that's enough Stephen is to go for Western United yeah, yeah. Well, that's, no, 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 again that's as I said we're definitely not professionals but at the end of the day we just want the Jets fans to get sort of Information that they shouldn't have to wait for because yeah. we're waiting on you know Brendan O'Neill signs, and then four weeks later he finally comes out and says oh, five yeah. minutes worth of yeah it's been it's good to be in Newcastle as where you know we're sitting there going as fans we want that now yeah you know what I mean like let's get him fresh he's signed he's over here training can we have it and <laughs> we just find them the barrier at the moment a little bit stale and a bit stiff yeah kind of, yeah. Different, different uh, media, media personnel every back week. Back to square one again. Back to, back to square one again. We've got a new media manager, so fingers crossed, mate. The Instagram. Who was the one before Quinton? It's Quinton, and then there was. I can't even remember. Nathan? Yeah, Nate. Because he used Nate? to do the night stuff. Nate. 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 And he was onto it, man. The media stuff for him his, it was perfect. Got the bloody Rambo sort of setup and everything else, the video clips and who's signings and stuff like that. It was just very. It was good. It was, it was a good way to go about it. Got fans thinking about, you know, oh, I wonder who it is. You know, he's given us little snippets yep, of possibility yep. and you know, connect the dots sort of thing. So hopefully the new one can come on board and do sort of stuff like that. Just keeping the fans on their toes. Yeah, and intrigued. And intrigued stuff. and what, you know. But, um, but yeah, as I said, good luck to the Jets tonight. Once again, we get sharp with the draw. We, we always get A-League clubs and stuff like that. So we always virtually fail round one. But... Um, <laughs> Getting the getting the Australian Cup champions, you know, the most successful Australian Cup side, Adelaide United. I think they've lost three, three, about three, three games in the in the Australian Cup today. So, Seriously? Yeah, they've wow. won. I think they've won three titles. Probably won it twice, at least twice. They've wow. Won it at least twice, and they've only sort of been beaten, sort of getting into the grand final. They get there and lose the hurdle. Right. So, so the, the only games they've really lost is that sort of one to get. Into the grand final. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Like, oh god, that would just throw you in the gut, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so to be only really getting beat at that point, either someone's looking after him with the draw, or they are just wanting those trophies more than the others, I suppose. So. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, guys, take it easy. Proceeds at the game tonight. Come say hi. We're not, we're not friggin', um, you know, we're not shy, and I won't bite, not hard. But that's it. Feel free to buy some beer. <laughs> um, 
I'm always up for free beer, so. Nah, too easy, guys. Thank you very much, and we'll catch you guys next week on the next podcast. Thank you. Bye.